If you're counting, 67 <laughs> days left until the Iowa caucuses. We just saw five Republican presidential candidates go head to head on the debate stage in Miami, and yet again, for the third time, the Republican frontrunner Donald Trump skipped it. Donald Trump's a lot different guy than he was in 2016. He owes it to you to be on this stage and explain why he should get another chance. We can't live in the past. We can't live in other headlines. We've got to start focusing on what's going to make America strong and proud. Anybody who's going to be spending the next year and a half of their life focusing on keeping themselves out of jail and courtrooms cannot leave this party or this country. Right, and it governor. needs to be said plainly. Now, during that debate, Donald Trump held a rally just miles away from the venue. He was not at the actual venue itself. He called the whole thing a waste of time. It's time for the Republican establishment to stop wasting time and resources trying to push weak and ineffective rhinos and never-Trumpers that nobody wants and nobody's going to vote for. They're not watchable. You know, the last debate was the lowest-rated debate in the history of politics. So. So therefore, do you think we did the right thing by not participating? Jeff Zeleny is live for us in Miami. To that point from the former president, Jeff, not showing up hasn't seemed to hurt him at all. The candidates last night seem to spend more time attacking one another than Trump. Why? Hey, good morning, Phil and Poppy. Uh, look, they're attacking one another because they're in a furious scramble for second place. They are trying to emerge as the leading alternative to Donald Trump. But it was clear that time is running out and tensions nearly reached a boiling point. On a raucous debate night in Miami, you can change your mind. That's that allowed. But don't done. lie to the people. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley scrambling to become the leading alternative to Donald Trump. DeSantis blaming the former president for presiding over a party that endured major defeats Tuesday in Virginia, Kentucky, and Ohio. He said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night, I'm sick of Republicans losing. Haley also imploring Republicans to turn the page. I think he was the right president at the right time. I don't think he's the right president now. I think that he put us $8 trillion in debt, and our kids are never going to forgive us for that. But two months before the first votes of the Republican race are cast, the winner may not have been on the debate stage, but rather a few miles away, holding a competing rally in Hialeah. I think they're at a debate tonight. Nobody's talking about it. Trump holds a commanding lead in the primary fight, with time running out to slow his momentum. Still, a fierce exchange broke out on China, the Middle East, abortion, and more, with South Carolina Senator Tim Scott pushing his rivals to support a national 15-week abortion ban. I would challenge both Nikki and Ron to join me at a 15-week limit. It is in our nation's best interest. Yet voters send a clear message on abortion rights Tuesday night in Ohio and Virginia. Haley called for a consensus. We don't need to divide America over this issue anymore. DeSantis pointed his finger at the anti-abortion movement for failing to make its case. You got to do a better job on these referenda. I think of all the stuff that's happened to the pro-life cause, uh, they have been caught flat-footed on these referenda, and they have been losing the referenda. The debate was the first since Hamas attacked Israel October 7th. All candidates pledged support for the U.S.'s longtime ally. Finish the job once and for all with these butchers, Hamas. America is here, no matter what it is you need at any time, 
to preserve the state of Israel. Haley and Scott place blame for the brutal terror attack squarely on Iran. We need to be very clear-eyed to know there would be no Hamas without Iran. You actually have to cut off the head of the snake, and the head of the snake is Iran. Some of the biggest flashpoints of the night came between Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy, who accused her of rushing to war. Do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? She wasted little time pushing back. I'd first like to say they're five-inch heels, and I don't wear them unless you can run in them. The second thing that I will say is I wear heels. They're not for a fashion statement. They're for ammunition. Later, with tensions inflamed in a discussion over TikTok in China, the attacks grew personal. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. You're just the easy answer. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie sought to rise above the fray, defending the U.S. for taking an active role in Israel and Ukraine. Let's remember the last time that we turned our back on a shooting war in Europe. It bought us just a couple of years. And then 500,000 Americans were killed in Europe to defeat Hitler. This is not a choice. So for much of nearly two hours, it was a deeply substantive discussion on foreign policy, social security reform, and more. The question, is this merely an academic exercise? But Phil and Poppy, for all the familiarity of the exchanges back and forth, there was a very new moment at the debate last night. That came from South Carolina Senator Tim Scott who's been talking throughout the campaign about a girlfriend that he has. Of course, he's 58 years old, he's single, but after the debate, he appeared on stage with this woman here. We have her picture. Her name is Mindy. She's an interior decorator from Charleston, we are told. The campaign uh, said that he was happy to be with her at the debate last night. You guys, he's mentioned her occasionally, uh, in fact, more often recently on the campaign trail, but last night we got a glimpse of her on stage. Bill and Poppy. We did. Thank you for the reporting from Miami, Jeff. Let's bring in CNN senior political analyst and anchor John Avalon, CNN political commentator and the host of PBS's Firing Line, Margaret Hoover, as well as CNN political commentator and former National Coalition's director of the Biden-Harris 2020 campaign, Ashley Allison. Guys, thanks for joining us this morning. I'm very pro-love. That's really all I have on <laughs> this, seeing the, the girlfriend thing. That's awesome. I hope they're very happy. Um, I actually thought there was a lot of substance in the debate, a lot yes. of back and forth. Um, particularly, there were a number of exchanges between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley seemed to be battling for the second place uh, role at this point, uh, including this on China. Take a listen. Then we will go and end all for formal trade relations with China until they stop murdering Americans from fentanyl, something Ron has yet to say that he's going to do. You know, Ambassador Haley said somehow I wasn't doing. She welcomed them into South Carolina, gave them land near a military base, wrote the Chinese ambassador a love letter saying what a great friend they were. Yes, I brought a fiberglass company 10 years ago to South Carolina. But, Ron, you are the chair of your economic development agency that, as of last Last week said Florida is the ideal place for Chinese businesses. Oof. Credit where it's due. Oppo research solid in the files that they had yeah. for that. But Margaret, to the point of China was a winning issue for the former president back in 2016. Mm -hmm. It is clearly a, an issue that's top of mind for Americans right now from mm -hmm. a foreign policy perspective. Do you think they differentiated from one another in that battle? I think in that moment, Nikki Haley went on the attack. She defended herself from an attack 
and then counterattacked and had all the receipts to show it. Yeah. And so in that moment, she won the point. Uh, what it does also show is <laughs> the country has moved in the last 10 years on China. We have had a total uh, paradigm shift in, as a foreign policy as a country. By the way, Biden's policy on China doesn't look anything like his yeah. predecessor, President Obama's policy on China. So the nuances of where all the individual candidates are may not stand out to the voters, but what, what stood out in that moment was that Ron DeSantis had a cheap hit on Nikki Haley, and she came back at him with something quite substantial. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I think tying it to fentanyl is also fascinating. Something we saw the, really all the candidates on stage really digging into in a substantive way, an issue that's hurting a lot of folks. Um, and that's about bringing foreign policy home. Um, and that's an important thing to do. This was a foreign policy debate. That's where the world is right now. And that actually plays to Nikki Haley's strengths overall, because she's the one who's got the most foreign policy experience on that stage by far as a former U.N. ambassador. Uh, and lest we forget, you know, the presidency is largely a foreign policy job. Um, and so I think that played to her strengths. But people were laying out their markers, particularly that divide we see in the Republican Party between the, the defiant internationalists defending Ukraine, as well as Israel, which was a consensus position getting tough on China, and the folks who were more neo-isolationist, sounding Trump's tones on that stuff. Big issue was abortion. It was saved toward the end of the debate, but a substantive important conversation on abortion after big wins on the abortion front across the board for Democrats earlier this week. Let's just listen to a few of the sound bites from last night on this. We need a 15-week federal limit. Three out of four Americans agree with a 15-week limit. I would challenge both Nikki and Ron to join me at a 15-week limit. As much as I'm pro-life, I don't judge anyone for being pro-choice, and I don't want them to judge me for being pro-life. So when we're looking at this, there are some states that are going more on the pro-life side. I welcome that. There are some states that are going more on the pro-choice side. I wish that wasn't the case, but the people decided. And you've got Republican senators like John Thune saying this is going to be an issue for Republicans. J.D. Vance saying we've got a lot of persuasion to do as a party. If you don't see that, you're totally missing the issue here. But abortion's not the top issue for voters. In our polling, it's about 6%. doesn't mean it doesn't matter, right. but it's top issue for 6% economies for 37%. How much can this help Democrats going forward? Well, I think people look at abortion as an economic issue, one. But the other thing is, with Tim Scott saying he wants to do a 15-week ban, it was like he didn't even realize what happened the day before when Glenn Youngkin was saying 15-week ban and Virginia's Senate and House went dim. And so Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis are kind of like, I'm not even touching that with a 10-foot pole because that's not where the American people are. 